This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. So I think that, you know, looking at my MRIs and CT scans and all these other things that we've been through and just seeing things happen with my spine and um, looking down the road of my health, I think that I probably won't be coming back, probably hang up the cleats for good, um, just for health reasons and just make sure that, that I'm able to throw a football with my kid down the road or, you know, drive my own car down the road or, you know, take a shower on my own and feed myself on my own. I mean, it was a scary situation against Illinois. It was very scary. Feelings I've never felt before. Yeah, I mean, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. But And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washington, getting you ready for week nine of Big Ten football. Nebraska at Rutgers. And there could be a week ten. Uh, we don't know that. We discussed that earlier um, as there's just going to be a lot of teams that don't want to go to bowl games. And Nebraska obviously doesn't have a record that deserves to go to a bowl, but they could still play another game. And we don't know that. We may not know till Sunday where that's going to go with that discussion. But, Robin, we do now know that Colin Miller, more than likely officially done playing football at Nebraska. Um, he more or less said that in so many words here, as you just heard him. Uh, he talked to reporters Tuesday in his first public setting since that Illinois injury. And just a first-class kid, everything you want to represent Nebraska football. And you just wish the best for Colin Miller. And I'm so glad that – everything is okay right now because that was we've been covering the team together a long time Robin and before that even you you did it years before that I don't ever recall a Nebraska football player in a game being hauled off like that no and I guess to be fair that a lot of that was just for precautionary reasons I mean I know so this reminded me a lot of a few years ago when Siobhan Shields for basketball got his legs taken out from under him and he came down and landed right on his head and neck and he just laid there motionless and they had to come out and they took him off on the stretcher. He didn't give a thumbs up or anything like that. And like, you're automatically assuming the worst. Well, it turns out that when the trainers got there, they ran up to him and said, don't move, don't move a muscle. Don't smile. Don't turn your head. Just stay as motionless as you possibly can. It sounds like that's exactly what happened with Colin Miller to where, you know, it, it just makes from afar, from on TV, from in the press box, like it's, you know, the, the literal worst case thing. But they were being extremely cautious. And he said as much uh, on Tuesday where, you know, they wanted to make sure he was safe. They took him to the hospital for precautionary reasons. He stayed overnight in the hospital for precautionary reasons. So, yeah, long story short, at least he's okay uh, with his long-term future. But with football, you know, he, he talked to a lot of people, including neurologists at, at Nebraska, who basically told him that, you know. You probably could, makes sense. Yeah, to... you, could, you could probably play, but the risk is probably going to far outweigh the reward of continuing to do this because one wrong hit one wrong whatever you could be in some serious long-term trouble and he kind of valued that you know he said i want to be able to throw the football around with my kid i want to drive my car i want to take a shower for myself you know these are the types of things that potentially could be impacted if he were to risk it and continue playing so uh you, yeah d- certainly a bad way to end his career but uh, Colin has been nothing but great for Nebraska, and especially since he's been out. What a, I mean, the, the leadership he's provided on the sideline and practice has been invaluable. Well, and his mother is in the medical field as well, and I'm sure just at home he's got great advice from his family with his mother working as a nurse and everything he's gone through. But, yeah, you, you just wish him the best. Um, and, and now, Robin, Nebraska is going out to Rutgers. Uh, I'll be curious, Luke Reimer, if we'll see him this week or if it will be more Nick Henrich. But that middle linebacker position – has been decimated with the Miller injury and then the Reimer injury. 
And this is a tough week because you know Rutgers is going to throw the sink at Nebraska. They throw the sink out every week as far as all the different things they do. I was watching BTN in 60 of their game against Maryland, and, man, they run a lot of things. I mean, they're going to run trick plays, gadgets, everything. Well, so it comes down to that middle linebacker in particular, that spot is, you know, they're in charge of making the pre-snap adjustments and recognizing, uh, you know, where, how to adjust pre-snap and, uh, you know, kind of be the quarterback. And Will Honus, obviously, is an experienced guy, but if you're asking Nick Hendricks to do that same sort of thing, that, that's asking a lot of a, of a redshirt freshman. And not having even a guy like Reimer, and especially not a guy like Colin Miller, Looking back to that Minnesota game, Nebraska's defense did a pretty good job outside of maybe five or so plays where there were communication breakdowns and Minnesota was able to bust one for a long run or a long pass. And I mean, that Rutgers is going to try to exploit that. They're going to do a lot of, you know, window dressing, lots of, uh, you know, razzle dazzle trick play. They play three different quarterbacks at times. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, communication before the snap and recognizing things before that ball is hiked is going to be imperative. And now, I mean, like I said, you're relying on Honus, who, you know, is is a good guy to have back there. But how Nick Henrich handles that responsibility is going to be equally as important. And I'll give uh, Shiano a lot of credit. He went out and hired a good coordinator, Sean Gleason from Oklahoma State. He brought that Big 12 offense into Rutgers and has given them just so much more flavor to what they do. And I'm sure Shiano learned a lot of that at Ohio State. Urban Meyer, Tim Beck always told me this with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer ran a Big 12 offense in the Big 10 with elite players. And Tim Beck always believed that if you ran a good Big 12 offense with like pro talent, it was unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why that league puts up the numbers it does. That's what the Chiefs are running essentially a Big 12 offense. And there's only a handful of programs out there that can pair the level of talent as Ohio State. But if you're able to at least do it you know, somewhat functionally well and you play good defense, that's going to take you some places. And I think that's the formula that Rutgers is trying to build right Because he was more pro-style. Yeah, I mean, he was, you know, Ray Rice. I mean, if yeah, if you're a New Jersey high school football, 12 personnel, I mean, you're, that, you're, yeah. a, you're a pro-style under center Boston College type. I mean, you're you're typically not a. No one identifies Northeast college football with the spread, do they? I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody that would come close. But it, yeah, not. so I, I give them some credit for kind of going out of the box with what they're what they're doing. Penn State to a to a degree. Yeah, and and a lot of that changed for Franklin once McSorley got right. there, and 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 he really opened that up when McSorley came in because they weren't. You know, Bill O'Brien, as we know, was a mm-hmm. under center guy, mm-hmm. and they they slowly kind of opened it up with James Franklin. But yeah, I'm, this is an intriguing matchup for me, Robin. Um, I I, I want to see Nebraska if, if 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 their defense can step up because I do think Nebraska is better in some key position areas in this game. But the 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 biggest thing about this game is do they want to play? Do they want to be there? How important is it? That's to me, the ultimate key on both sides of this game is who wants to actually win this game. I think Rutgers has a lot of motivation. They're already planning on going to a bowl game as well. So this is, for them, a huge game, I think. Is it a huge game for Nebraska? That's what we don't know. Well, I mean, we've talked about the reasons why it is important. It's a matter of do the players have the right amount of buy-in to play with the necessary focus an execution that's going to you know, be able to take advantage of it. And, you know, like I said, they're saying all the right things and they seem to have the right mentality. But as we've seen, uh, you know, if, if you don't come ready, things can get ugly on in, in a hurry. And they were not ready against Minnesota. They were not ready 
against Illinois. And it's, this is going to be another instance where, you know, the bad Nebraska shows up. If the team that played against Purdue shows up or the team that played against Iowa even shows up, I think Nebraska wins this game, but it's just a matter of where they are between the years and are they able to sustain that for a full four quarters. And I've been to all seven games, Robin, and call me crazy, but Nebraska plays so much better on the road. Yeah, it's funny. You can't even blame the fans now because there's nobody there about but the toxic environment. It just – something about being at home. I mean, oh. they kind of played bad against Penn State too. They, they got lucky because Penn State – Gave up 500 yards. Well, and Penn State did a bunch of stuff with the ball that gave Nebraska free points, but they didn't play well. Every road game, Nebraska at least had moments of playing well. Mm-hmm. So there's something about this team on the road versus home, and I don't even want to try to figure out why, but – they get better energy on the road for some reason. Yeah, and again, especially this season, doesn't make any sense because, like, at least before, you could say that you know there's the pressure of the fans, you know, the groans that happen when you don't <sighs> make a play, or the the murmurs after a three and out. Well, that's not there. I mean, you're basically got simulated crowd noise that's cheering for you at all times. And get this, Robin, uh, Rutgers state health measures will not allow Nebraska parents to go, so the stadium can only have 150 people mm. at the game. No Nebraska parents can be there. It's the first time all year they can't go. Um, there's only going to be four of us media members there as well. So it's, it's going to wow. be a very light group of Nebraska people in uh, East, Ruther, or East Rutherford, um, New Brunswick. or Piscataway. Piscataway, New Brunswick. I mean, I, I say more New Brunswick because that's where, really where it's at. But, yeah, Piscataway. Yeah, East Rutherford's where the Giants are. East Rutherford, right. Well, Good town. Been there. Wish me luck, Robin. I'll be... Um, yeah, there's this big, massive snowstorm rolling through, too, so bring your boots and hat and... I'll listen to some WFAN, Giant Sports Talk Radio, and there give you go. a full report when I yeah, get back. Yeah, let me, let me know how critical they are of Daniel Jones. <laughs> All right, well, we'll close it up with Nate Klaus with some final thoughts about signing day and recruiting. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show.